Hello, I'm Monsignor Jim Lasanti. Today on Personally Speaking, I'll be joined by author Dale Allen. Dale's award-winning novel is called A Prayer for the Devil. Please stay with us. Welcome to Personally Speaking. I'm your host, Monsignor Jim Losanti, and author Dale Allen joins me now. Dale's award-winning novel is called A Prayer for the Devil. It's a mystery about politics and religion. It was first published in 2013, and then there was a sequel, and that book is called Brothers, Killers, and Saints. It's been completed and will be published shortly. Dale is a graduate of Fordham University and has had several senior positions in global Fortune 250 companies. He's here with us today to talk about his life, about his Catholic faith, about his passion for writing. Joining me now, I'm so pleased to welcome to Personally Speaking, the wonderful author, Dale Allen. Thanks, Dale, for being a guest on our show. And I've got to ask you, um, everybody I know believes they have one good book in them. If they ever get down to sit down and write a book, they're going to tell the world something important. But you actually did it. You moved from a job that is fairly traditional and in a very creative and dynamic way came up with this incredibly well-done novel, A Prayer for the Devil. What made you find the capacity within yourself to move from the idea we all have, someday I'm going to write the great American novel, to actually doing it? Well, first of all, Monsignor, thank you for having me. And secondly, you know, I believe everybody has a book in them. And my, uh, I've always enjoyed writing from a young age. I, you know, I would always jot things down. Uh, you know, during trips on business trips, I was always typing on my laptop. Uh, you know, it's just always been part of me. So one day I said, you know what, I think I can do this. I sat down and started, and uh, I don't know, a year later, I think I was finished. And, and how did you get the insights, like the creative juices flowing to make something that was unique and different and, and special as a prayer for the devil is? Everyone I know who's read it has been very moved by it, and, and they say they really can't put it down. Um, did you know that you had that kind of storytelling ability always? Did someone early in your life encourage you to, to keep on keeping on with writing? Yes, one person in particular. I, when I went to college, my, uh, my creative writing teacher one day uh, asked me to stay after class. And when I did, she actually, you know, I was a very shy kid. I never really talked at all. And I was, I was petrified. I was like, what did I do wrong? Well, anyway, to make a long story short, she wound up telling me that our first assignment was, you know, she had read what I had written, and she basically said, you should be a writer. And I think that always stayed in my mind my whole life. Now, uh, my background, you know, we came from, a, 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 I would say, a lower middle class family. My dad was murdered when I was a young boy. And uh, so when I got out of school, my goal was to make money to get our family, you know, give our family some stability. But it had always been on my mind that I should write. And then during trips to Hong Kong and back with with my job, um, as I always say, my laptop became my best friend. And I just I just started writing. To tell you the truth, Monsignor, I don't know where the stories come from. I don't know how they're put together. A lot of times, you know, I'm a kid who's a very poor reader. 
uh, a very slow reader, a very poor speller, about the worst speller in the world. But I, I truly believe there are times when I sit down and I'm writing that, you know, God is in control and I was meant to do this. So that's how uh, my writing, you know, progressed. And, you know, there are times where for a person who's, you know, not a very good typist and, and not, a, not a very good speller and a terrible reader, there are times when things are just, you know, typing, coming out of me at unbelievable rates of speed. And I know I couldn't do this alone. So I think I write stories that I hope people find intriguing and as you know, they always do have, you know, some of the, uh, something about God and something about morals and something about, you know, the forgiveness of Christ in everything I write. Dale Allen is our guest. He's the author of A Prayer for the Devil, and the other book is Brothers, Killers, and Saints, which we'll talk about. Um, you know, you dropped something in one of your earlier comments that I obviously can't let go of, but how in the world do you, as a young guy, process the loss of your father, and specifically at 12 years old, the loss of your father to being murdered. Do you remember how you how you got through that? Yeah, I I do. It's uh, it's you know you know some things you just never forget, and I think for everyone who's had a, a tragedy like that in their life, they can remember it like it was yesterday. But uh, I'll just take you back about two weeks before my dad was killed. What was interesting, Monsignor, is that he was in Kentucky on an extended business trip, and I happened to write him a letter. And as we know, back then we didn't have computers, so I struggled to write this thing. And I remember, I think it was like two pages, and I, I can remember writing it like it was yesterday. And then I remember running down to the, to the mailbox, which was a couple blocks away, and actually placing the letter in the mailbox. But anyway, uh, when my dad did die, and I'll tie this in in a minute, I, I didn't know people died. You know, when you're 12 and, you know, right, right. You're pretty much a happy kid. You don't realize that, you know, these things actually happen. But one of the things that had a tremendous impact on me, of course, was, you know, trying to understand, trying to forgive, trying to process all of this. Uh, but I'll never forget, I, I didn't go to the funeral because I, I think my mom thought it would be too much for me. And uh, he, he was buried, actually, in Kentucky where he was raised. But I remember my uncle calling a few days later. And he said, he got me on the phone and he said, uh, Dale, I want you to know your dad was buried with your letter in his pocket. Wow. So that's when I fully understood, you know, the, uh, the power of writing. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Did, I know this is a, a related but a harder question to answer. I can't imagine if anyone heard people I love that I could ever move into any capacity of... Uh, Forgiveness, and uh, you know that's that's a big, big part of our faith. To be sure, you know, we're talking about following a, a Christ who's on the cross, saying, "Father, forgive them; they don't know what they're doing." But yeah. how in the world did you, again, as not just the twelve-year-old, but even in the years since then, the loss of this major, important part of your life? How did you come to, or have you come to, a process of forgiveness for the person who did this terrible deed? Well, you know, Monsignor, I tell myself that I've forgiven this person, but I don't know, you know, I, I, sometimes I have a hard time convincing myself. As you you yeah. know, you, uh, I know it's the right thing to do, and I believe that, you know, I believe that, you know, that's what God wants me to do. I believe that's what I tell myself every day, but there are still times when I, I question if that forgiveness is really all the way there. So I mm -hmm. think over time, we, you know, I always tell everybody, it's not something you ever get over. It's just something you learn to live with. 
And I think over time I've learned to live with it, and I I, I do my best to you know convince myself I've forgiven uh, this this man, but uh, only God knows. Yeah, but that's very honest of you, Dale, to be able to say I I'm not quite sure I've arrived, but I'm certainly trying to be on the road that leads to some kind of reconciliation, some kind of forgiveness for our our, our listeners around the country. Dale Allen, as I mentioned, has written a book called A Prayer for the Devil and another called Brothers, Killers and Saints. And one of the dynamics in his writing is this unique and in- interesting relationship between a Muslim woman and uh, a Catholic priest. Um, Dale, in writing this novel, did you have any particular insight into people of the Islamic faith? Well, I do, because I have a few friends who are Islamists, and I, I remember, you know, as vividly as everyone else, you know, what happened after 9-11, where, you know, all of us, including me, were worried and, and uh, what's the word, I'll say, uh, you know, just maybe threatened by people of, of the Islamic faith, and uh, when I when I wrote the book, I, it has to do with terrorism and, of course, with an Islamist, Islamic terrorist. I didn't want to, you know, cast all people, all people of one religion, in 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 the same light. So mm-hmm. I think one of the unique things about the plot is that I took a uh, a Muslim woman whose sisters also killed. The, the book basically is about a priest whose brothers, identical twin brothers, killed in a terrorist bombing incident in Boston. And when the authorities slow in their progress in the case, he actually takes a, a little bit of a leave of absence from the priesthood and searches for his brother's killers himself. But I thought it, was, it would be unique to have a Muslim woman whose sister was also killed in the bombing to show that all people have the same desire for justice, the same pain when somebody in their family is taken away from them. And not to just make it about, you know, Christianity versus Islam. So, uh, so I thought the way these two get together and the way that they respect each other, and of course at first they're very uh, suspect of each other because of their religious differences, but as the story goes on, they grow into an incredible bond where they, you know, unite their hearts and minds to find uh, find their, their, their siblings' killers. So I, I think that may make the book a little bit more interesting for readers because, uh, you know, just because of that relationship. Definitely does. And Dale Allen is our guest. Dale, you know, you you're, you're highlighted for me, too, the inclination in our human nature to presume we know all people because of a few bad apples, as it were. I remember even before 9-11, you know, when the Oklahoma bombing happened, I just presumed it had to be people who were Islamic terrorists yep. who would do such a terrible thing in our American city, in Oklahoma City. And then when it came out to be a homegrown terrorist like Timothy McVeigh, I was embarrassed and shocked. And uh, it opened my mind to the reality that there's both enormous good in every faith and in people everywhere, but there's also the possibility in everyone of embracing the dark side, and uh, and I think you addressed that beautifully in a prayer for the devil. Dale Allen, as I mentioned, is our guest. Dale, one of the other things you don't shirk from in your writing is uh, what we call the scandalous maneuverings within the Catholic Church. Now, uh, you're not naive, some naive uh, practitioner of the Catholic faith. You, uh, you're well aware of the mistakes that have been made, the scandals that have occurred, the cover-ups, and all the rest of it. I always wonder, then, when someone actually lives out their faith or tries to, practices their faith, which I know you and your wife Lisa do, how is it that the so-called scandalous maneuverings within the Catholic Church that you even write about in your novels have not driven you away from the Church? 
Well, I, as you know, I, I think it's just all about faith, right? And again, we can't take the few and, and put, put their sins onto, you know, everyone else. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm, I'm more appalled or as appalled at that, you know, that reckless, uh, sinful behavior as anybody. But at the end of the day, there, you know, I think that people need to remember that is a small percentage of the people who, you know, the priest who do follow Christ. Uh, I, I know that, you know, people would, I don't, I don't think there's anything worse than somebody who abuses a child. I just want to be clear about that. And for me, yeah, yeah. that's something I don't know if I could ever forgive. Because that's, uh, you know, I think that, that people who do that, you know, I'm sure God will judge them, but at the end of the day, that's one of the areas in my life where maybe I'm not, uh, my Christianity doesn't show through as much as it should. Because <laughs> right. I, I would, you know, I'd be happy for those people to rot in hell because I just don't think it's right. Yeah. Um, and I think that you you ruin so many lives by just you know doing taking one minute away from a child that I don't think people uh, I can speak strongly enough about how I feel about that. But at the end of the day, you know, just to be clear, you know, that's not that's a small percentage of the faithful. That's not right. a large percentage. And I think part of the reason when I wrote Prayer for the Devil, you know, this priest in in the book, he's a cool guy. He's not. I think if you take people who are non-religious and you ask them what they think of a, a priest, they would say it's either a guy who prays in church and is very boring, or it's a guy who, you know, uh, takes advantage of children. At the end of the day, people need to realize there are priests who have gone to the Olympics. There are priests who are debate champions. There are priests who are actors. There are there are such incredibly interesting priests that this is not what. Uh, you know, what the priesthood is about. And the other thing I will say is that I think that, pe- you know, when I go to church, most of the people in church are, uh, you know, senior citizens or older people. There, You don't see that many of the young people. And I, I thought maybe by writing this book, we could get some of the fence-sitters to say, mm-hmm. you know what, the priesthood is a good thing. And there are great things about going to church and God, you know, Jesus was any a lot of things, but he was never, ever boring. And I think sometimes the church tends to make Jesus a little boring when I think, how do you take the most <laughs> exciting figure in history and, and, and not, you know, not show how excited you are about him? So I think, uh, I think that's, you know, that's my motivation for writing. Our guest, as I mentioned, is Dale Allen. He's written a powerful book called A Prayer for the Devil, which I hope our listeners will certainly read, and his sequel, Brothers, Killers, and Saints. Um, you know, listening to you, as, as our listeners are around the country, Dale, we know that uh, you clearly are a man who uh, takes his faith seriously, but I'm always intrigued by family of origin, like somewhere along the line in your upbringing, Somebody or something planted the seed of faith in you that has blossomed as you're now an adult. But do you remember at all how how you were taught or how you learned or how you became the person of faith that you are? Like, where did this stem from? Well, it's it's interesting, Monsignor, because my mother was a uh, a devout Catholic and still is, thank God. And when my father, my father really started leaving us when we were, when I was around seven years old. So there were some issues in the marriage and my dad was back and forth. But one thing always remained constant, and that is that we were always at church, all the, every Sunday, no matter what. 
And for my poor mother, you know, I had two older brothers, so much of her time in church was spent when, you know, moving one of us from one side of her to the other (laughs) side in the pew because we'd be fighting or kicking the people's feet in front of us who were kneeling down. We were just terrible kids. But I think that started my faith. But I have to tell you, for me, it's been a struggle because I'm not one of those people who was, you know, standing at church one day and a beam of light came down and hit me and said, you know what, now you believe. I felt like I always had to fight for my faith. And and it's a fight that I've won, but it wasn't an easy fight. It wasn't a short fight. I had to continue to go even though I didn't want to go. I had to continue to pray even though sometimes I said, I don't think this is doing anything. You know, when, when when my dad was killed, I spent a few years mad at God. So, you know, this was not, uh, you know, I'm not one of the blessed people who, you know, one day walked in and was transformed, and I'm I'm happy for anybody who's lived through that, but my faith was was a fight, and I had to fight to to receive the blessings I received. In Dale Allen's books, A Prayer for the Devil and Brothers, Killers, and Saints, uh, the, what the, what the key priest we're talking about is Father Luke. And what's striking to me, Dale, is that you have an insight into uh, uh, these interesting and unique and uh, different as people can be, priests, but particularly Father Luke. Growing up into your adult years, did you run into or get to know intimately various priests? Uh, how do you find or where did you get the insight into the kind of people who have embraced the priesthood. Because clearly in your novels, you do have a deep sense of reverence for priests, but also you seem to know them humanly. Where did that come from? Well, you know, I I have been fortunate because I think my writing helped bring me closer to the church and the, the, you know, the uh, recognition that that I've received through the writing has brought me closer to a lot of priests. I did have uh, one priest in my, in my, uh, youth who was actually a really uh, a nice person who used to talk to me and tried to guide me a little bit but you know I've come I've become close to quite a few priests especially after the books came out I've even had pe- people reach out to me from you know West Virginia and California you know to uh, different uh, from you know all Christians basically but you know not necessarily Catholics but ministers and chaplains and people like that so I've been very blessed because, you know, over the, over the last seven or eight years, I've become closer to, uh, to many priests. And, uh, but I don't think there's one that stands out. I would say, if anything, my mother was the strong person pushing mm-hmm. all the time, you know, watching her say the rosary every day. And to this day, she spends over an hour and a half every day saying her prayers. So I think more than any one person uh, that brought me closer to God, she was it, but as you know, Monsignor, even my relationship with you, uh, I enjoy, I learn so much, I, I admire so much people who do what you do. And I have to tell your listeners, if they ever get a chance to go to church, go to one of Monsignor's masses, you will not be bored, and you will see the power that one person can make over an entire congregation. It is amazing. Well, Dale, you're a kind man to say that. Dale Allen's our guest. His book is A Prayer for the Devil, and I wanted to ask you about that, too. So our listeners around the country here, wait a second, this man's novel is called A Prayer for the Devil? How can we pray for the devil? Tell us how you came up with the title of that great book. Well, as you know, the uh, the publishers kind of help with the title, and I, it's, mm-hmm. it's interesting because I, you know, the title is so crucial. Everybody's searching. We were 
emailing back and forth title after title. I had my views. They had their views. My first title for the book was Into Temptation. Uh, but um, I, I'll never forget, though, I was actually uh, sitting up uh, and uh, sitting up on my bed, and the phone rang, and I picked it up, and when the lady on the other end said a prayer for the devil, I actually got a chill go down my spine, and I said, oh, my God, uh, that's it. So the, to make a, to explain it a little further, what happens in mm-hmm. the book at one point is that the priest is being attacked by the a terrorist, and he's running across the ice in Boston Harbor, and the terrorist, who ap- actually happens to weigh about 50 pounds lighter than the priest, actually falls through the ice. And the, 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 the terrorist gun slides by the priest, so when the priest picks up the gun, he walks back to the man in the water, and he, uh, he picks up his arms to pray, and when, they, when I'm not going to tell you whether he actually shoots him or not, but when he... Uh, when he uh, picks up his arms to pray, somebody from a helicopter who's a, re- a, a rescue helicopter takes a picture. And when he's asked about it, he says, I felt like I was saying a prayer for the devil. So that's right. where, you know, this is not praying to the devil. It has nothing to do with, you know, any type of... Right, right, stuff. right. It was, he was praying it's for a, it's the It's a great terror. title, though. I think it's a colorful title that invites people to say, I want to find out more about this book. Dale Allen is our guest, the author of A Prayer for the Devil. You know, as I mentioned to you off uh, off the show today, uh, often enough, Dale, we have had novelists on, Dean Coons and Nicholas Sparks and Mary Higgins Clark, but Mary Higgins Clark, especially as she just passed recently, said that she went through endless, endless experiences of writing, which she thought was great stuff, and being rejected and rejected and rejected. took her literally years and many, many rejections before something of hers got published. Uh, Now, we all supposedly have the confidence of God within us to do what we have to do as God calls us to do it. But I have to ask you, like, I'm so happy that A Prayer for the Devil has done well, but how do you, when you've written something that you believe in, handle it when it's not appreciated by uh, the publishing world or that uh, secular society out there? You know, it's a it's a really tough thing because rejection, I have to tell you, rejection is not easy, but it, uh, for me anyway, it's been something that you can get used to, which is not, I guess, not a good thing. Um, I think if we look at every major author, including J.K. Rawlings, uh, who was rejected numerous times, even Dr. Seuss, I mean, we, you could go through the list. This is not an easy path. You know, it was funny because when I wrote a book and originally I didn't want to get it published, I had no 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 desire to do that. And then one of my friends who happened to be on Billy Graham's board of directors said, read it and said, this needs to be published. And that sent me down this entire path of, uh, of ho- even harder work. So I thought writing the book was the hard part. That's the easy part. Getting it published and getting people interested is is the really hard part, especially with the changing uh, landscape of the publishing business now and uh, you know, self-publishing and, and uh, you know, the e-books and everything else. So I think of the, 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 what I would tell anyone who sits down to do this is just that if this is what was put in your heart, you can't give up. And I think I've become the expert at, at not giving up, although, you know, everything's not working perfectly. Every day I wake, every, every, a lot of nights I go to bed and I'm disappointed, but every morning I tend to wake up and say, I can do this, and I just keep pushing forward again. So, uh, you know, 
what we're talking about is never giving up hope, which is very much behind so much of what you write and the way you write. Dale Allen is our guest. His book is A Prayer for the Devil. Uh, when we had uh, the interview with Nicholas Sparks, I said, how did you get an agent? And he said, well, I, I, I wrote probably to 50, and only one responded. <laughs> it's a, that person became my agent for many years because they bothered to take a chance on a, a, new, a new author. Um, I have a few, just a few moments left, Dale, but one of the things you know that I do in church regularly is I, before I do a wedding, I ask people uh, uh, to help me preach better at their wedding by writing an essay on why of all the people in the world they could marry, why is this the one? You have this beautiful relationship with Lisa, your wife, and you guys share so much, including faith. Um, why Lisa? Well, I think that, you know, Sometimes God brings people together, right? And I think under unusual circumstances, uh, sometimes we're brought to the right person. So I would say in in my situation, that that's just what happened. You know, uh, it was unexpected. It was unplanned. And uh, through, uh, I would say, an act of God, we met each other. And, and the other thing I would just say is when it's right, you know it's right. So, uh, right. You know, I, I, I can't put more to it about that than that because I don't really understand it fully myself. <laughs> the mystery of love, the mystery of yeah. love. Uh, for our listeners around the country who haven't heard us in this interview say, well, this, this man's book, A Prayer for the Devil, intrigues me and his writing, Brothers, Killers, and Saints, more intrigue. Um, how, Dale Allen, do people from around the country who listen to a show like this find your work and uh, pick up a copy of the book and, and get to know your writing and its amazing ability to... Uh, as as one author said, one one critic said, uh, the author's multifaceted characters are what gives the book distinction. You you write with such color and insight into the human character. How do people get your work, Dale? Well, thank you, Monsignor. I, everybody, it's on Am. Everything's on Amazon, Barnes and Noble. Uh, I'd like to thank Dale Allen for being with us on Personally Speaking. He's a, uh, I know him off off camera, as they say. He's a wonderful human being. Uh, who, who means everything you heard him say today about the importance of his faith, uh, the experiences of doubt that we all go through, the, the, the grappling we all go through to truly forgive, especially those who have hurt us so deeply as, as he's been hurt by the death of his father, uh, the experience of the miracle of God in our lives, finding a way to introduce him to his beautiful wife, Lisa, and his unwillingness, because he believes he's been given a gift to communicate through writing, to uh, give up or be discouraged. You know, one of the greatest forces of negativity in the world is discouragement. But he knew he, he had something to say, and through a prayer for the devil and brothers, killers, and saints, he says it magnificently, and uh, he has put his work out there for people to read and to have more insight into the Church, into the distinction of various faiths, and into the process of uh, trying to be a person who understands the mystery of God in our lives. I thank Dale Allen for his writing. I hope our listeners around the country will pick up a prayer for the devil, and I hope, Dale, that we hear from many, many more years to come from you and your insights into God and people and God's plan for us. Thank you so much for being with us, Dale. Thank you, Monsignor, and God bless. As we end today's program, I want to thank you all for being with us today. If you'd like to reach out to us, you can go to our website, which is www.CloseEncounterTV.com. CloseEncounterTV.com. Personally Speaking is also a podcast with some of our most recent shows. Uh, you can go to YouTube and search Personally Speaking with Monsignor Jim Lasanti and subscribe there. We'd love to have you be a subscriber to Personally Speaking with Monsignor Jim Lasanti on YouTube. Personally Speaking is also available as a podcast on Apple Podcasts, on iHeart, and on Spotify. 
You can also listen to past episodes by going to, once again, www.closeencountertv.com and clicking on the radio button at the top of the page. I'd like to uh, tell you that I'm privileged to serve as host and executive producer, personally speaking. Our producer is Lisa Jandovitz. Our engineer is Chris Mullich. And our audio facility is Dream Recording Studios in Belmore, Long Island, New York. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll be with you again next time on Personally Speaking.